think for a moment about what I need to be thankful for today, uh, for this past year. And it's everything from, I know I did it this past week, from just the fact that I'm alive uh, and I can breathe, my, my mind is working, uh, every ounce of wealth that I've got, the clothes on my back, every relationship, the fact that you know Jesus, to the level that you know Jesus, is all grace and gift. I mean, if you stop and think about it, what do you have that you've not received? And so what makes this offering such a, a special time, and I, I'm so glad that New Life gives us the chance to actually give a, something over and above our regular giving, because it, it's, it's to come out of the deep place of thankfulness. Oh, God, how can I repay you for all of your goodness uh, to me? So that's what this offering is really all about. It's about a giving of thanks, and that's what we're going to do this morning. You'll notice, next slide here, um, you know, we were, our goal was $450,000 by uh, the end of the year. And we're at 429, which is phenomenal. So let's give ourselves a hand. But, but for me, it's not so much that it's a number. Because uh, whatever we take in, we're going to give to those opportunities that we've talked about the last four or five weeks. It's more uh, us responding at an attitude of worship and, and, and giving something back to the Lord out of gratitude. So uh, let's pray. And uh, we have until midnight. Uh, to write that on our check. So let's pray this prayer of generosity. Uh, and I really, and I, and I am grateful that New Life as a church, as a community, uh, we're just so committed to giving uh, ourselves outside of our own entity here uh, as a local church in, in Queens. So let's pray this together. Father, you are an abundant giver. There is nothing that I have that you have not given me. The way of your kingdom is the way of generosity. Help us to honor you with our resources. Free us from the deceit of riches. Lead us on the path of generosity for your glory, Lord, for the abundance of our own lives and for the sake of others. Amen. Thank you.
together. I will not boast in anything. I will not boast in anything. No gifts, no power, no wisdom. But I will boast in Jesus Christ. His death and resurrection. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. Why should I gain from Amen. Thank you, worship team. Good afternoon, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's Eve to you all. If you're new to our church, my name is Rich. I'm the lead pastor at New Life here. And at the end of the service, uh, if I've never met you before, I'd love to meet you. Uh, I'll be in the lobby, and some of our staff will be there as well. So please stop by before uh, you head uh, out of the building. A couple of quick things before I get into my message today. We have... Uh, this Wednesday and Thursday night, we have uh, some prayer nights, and so from 7 to 8.30, we're beginning the, the, the year in, in prayer as a community, seeking God together, praying for one another, praying for our church, praying for our city, praying for our country, praying for our world, and it's just a really wonderful way to get the year going uh, in prayer. And so we're going to be meeting in the lower level downstairs. I'll be leading those two nights, Wednesday night and Thursday night. Hopefully, you can stop by for at least one of those uh, prayer nights, that would be great. And then January 21st, we have our newcomers lunch. I, I met a few newcomers uh, today between services, and if you're looking to learn more about New Life on January 21st, we have a newcomers lunch uh, for you. You should have uh, a handout. Everyone should have come in with a, a handout. If you don't have one, just raise your hand. One of our ushers will hand you one. It should say the Grand Examine, an insert in one of your bulletins there. So if you don't have that, Ushers, if you can help me, there's some folks uh, that just need some handouts here. They're coming around. We're going to return to that in a moment. I'm going to preach for about 10 minutes or so, and then I'm, I'm going to lead us in, uh, in an exercise called the Grand Examine. And I want to say from the onset that uh, I'm going to give you a gift today. I'm giving you a Christmas gift. And the Christmas gift that I'm giving you all is the gift of space for the sake of reflection. That's the gift I'm giving you all today. Now, it's a gift that you can say, I don't want it. <laughs> and so, uh, but um, my gift to you this Christmas season is the gift of space for the sake of reflecting on our lives together. And so uh, my text today is out of Lamentations 340, 3, verse, chapter 3, verse 40. Hear the word of the Lord. This is, this is God's word to us today, this final Sunday of 2017. It says, let us examine and probe our ways and let us return to the Lord. Let us examine 
and probe our ways and let us return to the Lord. Can we all read that prayerfully together? Let's read it out loud. Let us examine and probe our ways and let us return to the Lord. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, on this final Sunday of 2017, Lord, we have an invitation today to hear your voice and to gain revelation about our lives. And so, Holy Spirit, would you open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts that as we examine our lives and examine your life uh, and your movement in them, give us everything we need today. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. I want to begin with a very simple uh, question for you to just think about for a moment. When was the last time you spent at least 30 minutes reflecting on your life? When's the last time you spent at least 30 minutes reflecting on your life? When I talk about reflecting, I'm talking about reflecting on your actions and your reactions. When I talk about reflecting, I'm talking about reflecting on the stories that you have believed and the shame that you've carried. When I talk about reflecting, I'm talking about taking the time to listen closely to God's word and how God's word intersects in this particular season of your life. When I talk about reflecting, I'm talking about the last time you discerned what is God's will for my life. The reality is most of us have a hard time doing this. Most of us, if we were honest with ourselves, probably if we've taken 30 minutes, it's something that happens every once in a while because there's so much that comes against us. We live in a society that's hurried and harried and frenzied We live in the city that never sleeps, and to kind of take a moment to create space to reflect is something that often does not happen in our culture. And consequently, what we live is we live a kind of Keanu Reeves speed spirituality. Uh, One of my favorite metaphors of the spiritual life and what comes against us comes from this movie, and no, he did not win an Academy Award, he did not win an Oscar for this, but it serves as a wonderful metaphor for the spiritual life. If you've seen this movie, and if you have not seen it, I'm sorry you have not seen it. You haven't been blessed to see this movie here. But it's about Keanu Reeves here, Neo. Uh, Well, it's not Neo there, but um, he's a a Los Angeles police officer. And uh, there was a bomber who put a bomb on the bus. And the the, the bomb will detonate if the bus goes below 50 miles an hour. And so his job is to keep the bus going above 50 miles an hour until they could... Uh, you know, deton- uh, release this bomb from the bus there. And so although he's doing a really good thing by not allowing the bus to go beneath 50 miles an hour, he's causing chaos everywhere he goes around the city. And he's crashing into stuff and tearing up the entire city. By the time the movie's done, Los Angeles looks just a wreck. And as I thought about this, uh, this movie again and the metaphor, for many of us, we think if we go below 50 miles an hour, if we slow down our lives enough, chaos is going to ensue. What's going to happen if things don't get done? This is going to be problems around us. And yet, consequently, what happens anyway is because of the pace of our lives, we're still causing havoc all around us. The truth is about our lives is we often live a violent pace. 
and we do violence against ourselves, we do violence against others, and we do violence against our relationship with God. And so we are invited to a kind of life of examination, a kind of life of reflection. And I don't think there's a better Sunday to do it than the last Sunday of the year. I like how Henry Nouwen said it, one of my favorite quotes as he talks about reflecting. He said, we would do well to spend 50% of our lives reflecting on the other 50% that's lived. And I don't know if that is uh, him speaking in exaggerated language. I don't know if if this is actually feasible with the kind of lives that we have, but the point is clear. We often don't take time to reflect much on our lives. We often probably spend 0.5% of our lives reflecting on the 99.5% of our lives that's lived. And yet, God is offering us a different kind of way, a reflective kind of a way, a contemplative kind of way. And this is why this text in Lamentations is so important to, for us today. Let us examine and probe our ways. Let us return to the Lord. The invitation for us and for the people of God in Lamentations chapter 3 was an invitation to be intentional about the way we examine and reflect upon our lives, reflection as a means of returning. The reality is we live our lives drifting away from God and reflection becomes a way to locate ourselves so that we can return to the Lord. Now, when Jeremiah, who wrote the book of Lamentations, writes, he writes to the people of God who, because they were not examining their lives, because they were doing whatever they wanted, they were sent into exile. And it was in exile where the word of Lamentations comes to the people of God. And I love that because although catastrophe hit, although judgment came, although their lives were a mess, God still had a word of hope for them. God still had a a word of a future for them. And God basically was coming to them in their exile, coming to them in their pain, coming to them in this difficult part of life and saying, this does not have to be the last chapter in your life. This does not have to be the end of the story. There's a new future, there's a new hope, there's a new way forward. But here's the condition. The condition is you need to examine and probe your ways and return to the Lord. This was God's word to his people. They were not examining their life. They were living however they wanted to live. They were not probing their lives, trying to see, where am I consistent with God? Where am I inconsistent with God? And as a result, they ended up into exile. And I imagine some of you might be feeling some kind of spiritual exile today. Some of you are out of sorts. Some of you are in a foreign land, spiritually speaking. And the invitation to come back home is one of reflection. It's one of examination. It's one of probing. It's one of returning. And so God's word to us today is one of examining and reflecting so that we would return to the Lord. And I want to say up front that to reflect, many of us don't reflect because it's often difficult to reflect. And there's really two paths before us when it comes to reflection. We can either reflect regrettably or we can reflect redemptively. We can reflect with great regret in our minds or we can reflect with a sense of God's redemption working through us. Most people don't like to look at their past. Most people don't like to reflect because our reflection only brings to the surface our mistakes. We think about the words that we've said that hurt someone. We think about the actions that we've done that we wish we did not do. We think about the decisions that were made that we go, why did I make that kind of decision? And it only reminds us and kind of reinforces our pain. It's easy to reflect with a sense of regret. And yet, when we reflect in the name of Jesus and to the power of the Holy Spirit, we are invited to reflect not regrettably, we're invited to reflect redemptively. That is, that God has been active in our lives, 
even through our mistakes. That God is speaking to us, even though we might be in exile. That God's presence is very real, although we might not be able to trace it. And so when we talk about reflecting redemptively, there are just four important truths I want to remind you of, and then I'm going to lead us in about a 15-minute exercise together. When we reflect, we're reflecting with this in mind, number one, that God is always active in our lives. We reflect knowing that God, there is no time in our lives and no season in our lives where God is not active in them. And so when we reflect, we're looking back, not to, not to see God not active, but to trace how God has been active, even though we probably could not see it. God is always active in our lives. It's also important to know when we reflect that God knows how to bring good out of our past. That the truth is we have made mistakes in 2017. We have said some things. We have made some decisions that were not healthy and not good and have caused some consequences to come about, uh, come on our lives. But yet God knows how to bring good out of our failure. God knows how to bring good out of our sin. God knows how to bring good out of our mistakes. And so when we look back, we look back redemptively, knowing that we serve a creative God who knows how to bring great good even out of great mistakes and great pain. When we reflect, we are reminded that there are lessons that God wants us to learn. And the reason God wants us to learn them is because God wants to offer us a new way forward. There's a lot of pain that comes our way, and often the pain that comes our way comes in two forms. We either have divine pain or we have dumb pain. And often what comes, God allows us to go through certain things in our lives And there's some kind of divine pain that he allows us to go through for the sake of our maturity, for the sake of revelation. And then God says, that was me. I I allowed you to experience maybe a rough patch, a hard season because I'm doing something in you. And yet on the other side, there's dumb pain. And God says, I had nothing to do with that at all. That was just, that was just, that was just you. And there's certain things that God wants us to avoid in 2018, because he says, essentially, I'm not inviting you to that kind of pain. There are lessons that I want you to learn. There's a new way forward that I have for you. And so when we reflect, we're reflecting on the lessons that God wants us to learn. And then lastly, when we reflect, we, are, we do so redemptively, understanding that there's a new future available to us if we would learn to discern the Spirit's activity in our lives. This was God's word to the people in Lamentations. They were in exile. It's not a good situation. And yet he's saying, let us examine our ways and probe our ways and return to the Lord. In other words, discern the way that the Spirit is moving among you, the way that the Spirit is, 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 is active in your life so that you can return, that there will be a new future available to you. And it's in this spirit and these four important truths that I want to introduce and for some reintroduce the spiritual practice of the examine. I'm not going to do the traditional examine. Uh, in the 1500s or so, there was a man named Ignatius who started what's known as the, the practice of the examine. And what folks tend to do at the end of the day or a couple of times a day is to look at the previous day to discern where has God been active Where have I missed God? Where is God inviting me to pay attention to the movement of the Spirit in my day-to-day basis? It's a wonderful practice. And many folks do it before they go to bed to discern God's presence. What I want to do is I I don't want to take an examine of a day. I want to take an examine of the entire year of 2017 as a whole. And the reason we do this 
is number one, to locate ourselves so that we know how God, and we can discern better how God is calling us forward. Whenever you go to the mall uh, and you're looking for something, one of the first things you do is you go to the directory and the first thing you're looking for is that little red dot that says you are here. And the reason you go there is because if you don't know where you're at, you don't know where you're going. But when you find where you're at, you go, oh, the store is this way or that way or up or down. The examine is kind of one big red dot to locate yourself spiritually so that you are more uh, able to discern what God's movements and invitations are for you in 2018. And so the examine is essentially about locating yourself spiritually so that you can follow Jesus better as we enter into the new year. And so with that as kind of an introduction, I want to lead us now through this insert. And I just want to invite you to take this out. And I'm going to have the questions on the screen as well. I want to invite you to maybe in the blank page in the back, you can capture it there. If you brought a journal with you, you can capture some thoughts there as well. If you are disciplined enough to take out your phone and use the notes without jumping on Facebook, uh, I want you can do that as well. Uh, the first service, somebody got on Facebook and, 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 and then played a video and it got all loud in here and it was just sort of a mess. So, uh, so uh, silence your cell phones while we're at it here. So, uh, and what I'm going to do is there are four movements to this exercise of this grand exam and looking at the last six months to a year. And they're very simply stated on the page here. We're going to look back, we're going to look through, we're going to look forward, and we're going to look around. An exercise like this, you need 30 minutes at least or an hour to do it. We're going to do it for 15 minutes a day. And hopefully this will whet your appetite so that when you go home and when you think about starting out 2018, that you can have this as a resource to discern where you're at today and how God is calling you forward in 2018. Uh, I'm going to pray for us in a moment, but the first thing I want to show you is looking, looking back here and look over the past six months to a year and reflect on these questions. And you might not be able to reflect on all of them in three to four minutes or so. There might be, be, there might be one or two questions that you focus on, and that's okay. Focus on those one or two questions, and then write out your response in the back of the sheet here. Uh, just a quick note, I'm not collecting these at the end of the service here. Someone asked me, I didn't do anything because I thought you were going to collect them. So <laughs> I was like, this is not class or not in school. This is you and Jesus, all right? So I, I got too much stuff to do to check on your work. So, um, <clears throat> so you and Jesus will have a great time doing this together. Let me pray for us and then we'll take about three minutes each time to go through these four components. Lord Jesus, on this final Sunday of 2017, Lord, we want to examine our lives. We want to probe our lives, discern where we're at and where your spirit wants to take us. And so, Holy Spirit, would you open our eyes, our ears, our hearts? Would you give us grace for the next 15 minutes to be present to ourselves, to be present to you, to be present to what you want to do in us and through us as we embark on 2018? I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you take about three minutes and maybe there's one of those two questions here. Where have I been? And what I mean by that is where have you been spiritually in your life with God? What significant changes have come your way this year? When have you been most stressed? And where are you now? Take three minutes to respond to one or two of those questions and then I'll move us forward. You can begin.
about one more minute. The second part of this is we're going to look through. So looking back is reflecting on those questions. Looking through is identify any patterns, connections, or themes that have characterized the past six months to a year. And so if you can summarize the past year in a sentence or two, if you can summarize the past year in a sentence or two, do you notice any patterns? For example, patterns of stress, anger, depression. And uh, what do you want to highlight? What do you think God wants to... Uh, wants you to know in this season of life. And so take another three to four minutes to go through uh, looking through. Take about another minute.
third part to this grand exam is looking forward. Where do you sense God leading you forward? And maybe you want to respond to a couple of these here. What do you sense? What do you sense your soul needs in this season? What are your hopes and dreams for the coming year? Or maybe paint a picture of the kind of life you envision over the next six months. Where do you sense God leading you forward? However you want to respond uh, to that. Let's take another couple of minutes to do that. Take one more minute. And then finally, in light of all those things here, um, we're going to look around. What community support do you need in this season of your life? Who are the people you need to invite to walk alongside you? It's a small group, a therapist, a spiritual director, a, a trusted friend. Um, what are the, who are the people you need to invite uh, to walk alongside you? 
And how can others best support you? So take about another three minutes and then we'll close our time together. Take about one more minute. All right. Now, if I had the time, what I would do is I would lead us in helping you to construct a rule of life right now. Um, and so some folks are going, what do I do next? And we've, uh, we've talked about different rule of life, you know, constructing a rule of life. I want to invite you if you, are, if you are on social media, I put together a nine minute video this past week. There were a bunch of views on it of how to construct a rule of life outside of an, an exercise like this here. I want to encourage you to do that. And we'll have some stuff available in the coming weeks about building a rule of life. But what I'd like to, us to do real quick here is take about two to three minutes um, to turn to the person next to you. We've had some good moments of, uh, we have some good introverted time. We're going to have some little extroverted time here. And so just for about two minutes, so you introverts, take a deep breath uh, and turn to the person next to you. Uh, just introduce yourself, and this is what I'd like you to do. Just what was it like to do this, do this exercise? You don't have to go into specifics about it. Uh, what was it like to do this and or what's the next step for you? And so don't be shy. Turn to the person next to you. Introduce yourself. Let's do this for two minutes. Let's have the worship team come forward. We'll sing right after this.
right, let's all stand together. We're going to sing. Let's all stand together. We're going to close out 2017 in, in singing here on our last Sunday of 2017, singing about the goodness and the greatness of our God. And one of the reasons I love the new year is because uh, more than just a cultural kind of symbol that something new is starting, it's our reminder theologically that there's a new beginning with God, that God is basically saying to us, you can start again, there's a fresh start for you. And God is saying to us on this New Year's Eve, I have new mercy for you, new power for you, new love for you, new beginnings for you, that whatever 2017 brought your way, especially the negative parts of 2017, that does not have to be the last chapter of your life. We serve a God of new beginnings, amen? And so we're going to sing together as we close out 2017. Let's sing with everything we have about the greatness of God and how he's filled our lungs with his breath, with his life. So we're going to sing together. Let's all join in worship. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore. Every heart that is broken, great are you, Lord. So you give life. You give life. You are love. You bring
final Sunday of 2017, I want to have the ushers, uh, the prayer team come to my left. We have the Lord's table to my right, and Pastor Matt will offer the bread and the cup to you. Uh, But maybe 2017 was uh, a challenging year for you. Uh, Maybe you came across some obstacles, uh, some setbacks, and you want to go into 2018 just with someone praying for you, anointing you with oil as a sign of God's presence on your life. And our prayer team is, is to my left. And maybe, maybe you're at a place right now where you just need God's grace. And don't you wish that 27, when the next year came in, like when the, when the clock strikes midnight, like all your problems disappear, all the conflicts just like, they didn't ha- they're just gone. Don't you wish that just happened like that? And the, and the truth is it doesn't happen like that. But this is the truth of it. Although we take our problems with us, We also have a God who goes with us and a God who says, I will be with you. I will offer you grace. I will offer you my strength. I will offer you provision. I will offer you my power. I will offer you authority. We have a God who goes with us into the new year. Amen. And so maybe you came to church today. You just need someone to pray with you. We love to pray for you on the left-hand side here and to my right. We are reminded every Sunday when we take the bread and the cup that of Jesus' love for us, the extent of his love. We celebrated Christmas last week and God coming in the flesh and that same God who comes into the flesh would live and would die on a cross for us to forgive us of our sins, to set us free from sin, to, 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 to bring us into friendship with him. And today, if you're looking to uh, experience friendship with God, to say yes to Jesus, we'd love to pray for you. And to be reminded of that friendship, come take the bread and the cup to be reminded of Jesus' love towards you. I'm from Brooklyn. I just dug real quick. (laughs) Amen. Let's let's close the service. Open your hands to receive a blessing. We have a party tonight. We always, for the past 17 years, we have brought, we brought in the new year with dancing and celebration, and we're not going to stop anytime soon, so tonight at 9.30, we're going to be dancing and welcoming in the new year in celebration and joy and delight, so hopefully you'll be able to come out tonight and party with us, but as open your hands to receive a blessing. With your hands and your hearts in a posture of receiving at the, on this last Sunday of 2017, brothers and sisters and sons and daughters of the living God. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and fill you with peace. And may you walk out of this building in the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that Jesus loves you and he is with you, that he's going with you into the new year, and he has a great plan for your life. I bless you all today in the strong, in the beautiful, in the resurrected name of Jesus. 
And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Grace and peace to you all.